You're listening to the Savvy Painter Podcast, episode number 294. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Savvy Painter Podcast. This week is Growth Studio Week. If you haven't been coming to the free classes, you are missing out, my friend. On Monday, we had a full house. We shut down my Zoom room. We had so many amazing artists there to learn about creative confidence, and it was just incredible. So if you didn't have a chance to be there on Monday, I'm going to give you a recap of what we talked about today and a recap of what we talked about on Tuesday and share with you some of the insights that we experienced during Growth Studio Week. So let's start with creative confidence. Creative confidence comes from having a rock solid belief in yourself, in who you are as a person and who you are as an artist. You know that even if you don't have all the answers, you believe in your capacity to figure it out. A lot of people have the mistaken belief that you can only have that kind of confidence if it is given to you. Like they think it comes from achievement or that someone else has to give them permission somehow. The good news and the bad news is that it's an inside job. It can only come from you. Nobody else can give it to you. The most powerful way We can influence our feelings of self-confidence is through awareness of the stories that we tell ourselves. And by questioning our limiting beliefs and the assumptions that we make about how things work in the world. So I got to coach a few artists about some of the ideas that we have that will just suck the confidence right out. Ideas like I started too late or I want to try selling my art this way, but I'll just waste my time. When we have those thoughts running unchecked in our minds, we are not productive. Our minds are so focused on things like regret and what if it's this or what if it's that or what if this happens, what if that happens, we just spin and spin and spin. Our minds are so occupied with that that we don't take action towards anything. And then what happens? We spend more time away from our art. It gets later. Our time is wasted spinning out. What I love about offering group coaching with lots of artists like we've had all this week is that we get to learn from each other. So one artist, Sarah, wrote me in an email afterwards. She said, it was so wonderful to come along live and take it all in. The wisdom from you, as well as hearing from all of the other artists being coached by you. It was so helpful and I'm truly grateful. Whether you are the person getting coached or you are listening supportively, The best thing about being in group coaching is that you can be more detached and more objective when you're hearing somebody else talk about their challenge. And you get the benefit of being coached vicariously. I often get more out of listening to someone else get coached because when I'm being coached, I'm so focused on what my problem is and I'm a little bit wrapped up in like my emotions and the drama of whatever it is I'm thinking. So when it's somebody else sharing their struggle, I'm not as caught up in the emotion of it and I'm not trying to absorb everything I'm being told while I'm formulating a response to the question I'm being asked. So as an observer, I get so much more out of what is being said and I can digest it. So in a group format, I'm getting coached for the entire time, not just the time that I'm being coached on subjects that I didn't even bring, but that 100% resonate with me. And that's the kind of thing that's been happening all this week. And it's also nice to know when you're not the only one who struggles with something. 
When I was coaching Nancy on Monday and she shared what she was struggling with, I could see a sea of nodding heads. Like I was looking around at all these people on the call with us and they were all just, yep, mm mm-hmm, totally get that. That's me too. We all share so many of the same challenges because we have had so many similarities in how we were taught to think about being an artist. We have inherited a lot of very, very similar ideas about our capacity to create and whether or not it's possible to quote unquote, make it as an artist. So it makes sense if you've been told over and over and over again by caregivers in movies, by teachers at school, by well-meaning friends in books, that things like artists are flighty, they're not too great at business, and they have their heads in the clouds. All of these things that we've been fed, that you can't make it as an artist, like, can you really make money as an artist? All the doubts of other people have been downloaded into our brains. And when you're alone in your studio, it's really easy to forget what a load of BS that is. When you are surrounded by other artists who day after day, week after week, demonstrate the intense drive and focus They're showing you their brilliant minds. They're showing you the creative way that we make our way through this life and you're showing them and you're giving them back. You start to see so much evidence that is contrary to what we are told we're supposed to believe about what it means to be an artist and what we can expect as an artist. This is like really powerful stuff. I asked the group on Monday, for example, like what thoughts that they want to practice this week that will give them the feeling of confidence. And I wanted to share some of their responses with you in case you want to borrow any of them, because these are really powerful thoughts. So Brenda said, the thought that she likes is, I'm the only person who can create the art that I make because I am a unique creative being. That in and of itself is worthwhile. And then Sarah said, I choose to let my frustrations guide me towards curiosity. I love that so much. I choose to let my frustrations guide me towards curiosity. She then goes on to say like what she asks herself then, like what the curiosity means to her is, why is this painting not working? How can I take one step towards discovering something new through this opportunity? These are great thoughts that are going to generate the feeling of curiosity and self-confidence. Like all of that is going to bring you into these the emotion of self-confidence. Heather says, I am happiest making art and we make others happy with our art. And that is what I think matters. So that's the thought that brings confidence for Heather. Pat O says, our personal story is what makes our art worth looking at. And I love that because it's so empowering and it really like calls to mind that yes, I do have something to say. Anna B says, it is my divine purpose to make art. Gay says, making art brings me joy and happiness. And then my thought that I love that helps me feel more confident in the studio is I am willing to experience any emotion. And then the second one that really helps me out in the studio is I have my own back always. And that thought leads in perfectly to Tuesday's conversation that we had on trust. I wanted to talk about self-confidence and trust because you can't have self-confidence without trust. Trust is the main ingredient for self-confidence. So cultivating your capacity to trust yourself is really, really important. 
And one of the things I noticed that gets in the way of people trusting themselves is when they're constantly comparing themselves to other people. They're always measuring themselves against somebody else's criteria. So save your comparisons for your canvas. Compare and contrast color, value, line, saturation, hues, shapes, brushstrokes. That is the only thing you should be comparing is what goes onto your canvas. That is the only thing you should be comparing is what goes on your canvas. Don't compare yourself to other artists. It is not relevant to what is on your canvas. Don't compare yourself to the story that you have in your head about where you should be or you could be. It's one thing to have aspirations and want achievement. I'm all for that, but not when you use it to weaponize it against yourself. Not when you're using your aspirations, your desire, where you want to go with your art as a weapon against yourself. I mean, why would you ever do that to yourself? And I've heard artists say that they think it motivates them, that that's how they get motivation. And I don't think that's a good way to motivate yourself. I think it has so much, it backfires so often. So just think about it. I'm curious for those of you who have siblings, I don't know about you, but whenever I heard, why can't you be more like your sister? Or why can't you be more like your brother? It's not a phrase that inspired me. It's not a phrase that made me feel like, oh, yeah, I'm really going to try to do that now. It usually had the opposite effect. Why can't you be more like somebody else? Because you're not somebody else. You are you. And that is exactly what we love about you. And that is exactly what makes your art unique. And that is exactly what makes your voice so special and authentic to you. Now, if you want to draw better, then decide how exactly you want to draw better and set yourself that goal. If you are admiring another artist, get very specific about one single thing that they do and focus your attention on that. Is it, for example, the variance of the line? Just focus on how you manipulate your pencil and when and how you apply more or less pressure to get a different mark. Don't make it the impossibly vague goal of drawing, quote unquote, better like so-and-so does. That is so vague that you can't do anything with it. The trust that you have for yourself is earned. And when you are constantly putting yourself down and comparing yourself to other people, you learn not to trust yourself. You learn to look outside of yourself for what you should be doing. You're training your mind to look somewhere else for the thing that you want the most, which is a voice that is unique and authentic to you. And yet you're second guessing it constantly and looking at other people and looking outside of yourself to find it. And it's not there. So you have to develop and cultivate this trust with yourself that you, like I said before, like you have your own back and you start to really tune into what it is that you are experiencing in the world. What do you like? What don't you like? What goes on your canvas? What doesn't? When you are constantly setting impossible goals because they are so vague and you move them whenever you get close to them, what you're doing is you're teaching yourself that you are not trustworthy. Your brain will either learn that you are the type of person who is not reliable because they never do what they say, or your brain's going to learn that you're the type of person who sets you up to fail with impossible, unreachable goals, who like pulls the rug out from underneath you because every time you get close to the goal, they change it. 
That's not the kind of person that you're going to trust. So please, please, please stop doing that to yourself. When you set a goal, make sure that it is something tangible that you can actually do, meaning that you know where the finish line is. You will know when you have achieved it. And also, side note, it's super helpful if you celebrate when you cross that finish line, any finish line. It is not indulgent. It is essential to building trust with yourself. So that is just two out of the five days of Growth Studio, my friends. And we talked so much more about trust and trusting your authentic voice. We talked a lot about that. And then on, I'm recording this on Tuesday. So tomorrow, which is going to be yesterday for you, we're going to talk about money mindset. So if you are listening to this podcast on the day that it comes out, there are still two days left in Growth Studio Week. And you can probably still catch the recording of yesterday's call on Money Mindset. You can hear it all for yourself. So if you haven't already, if you go to SavvyPainter.com, you can find the link to register to be there live for tonight's call, tonight, Thursday. We're going to be talking about perfectionism and then tomorrow's call. So tonight, tonight for me, I guess all the different time zones, Thursday or Friday morning, if you're across the date zone in Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong, all those other places who are living in our future. If you are listening to this and you would like to join us on Thursday night slash Friday morning, we're going to talk about how perfect we are, right? That's going to be a fun one. We're going to talk about our perfectionistic tendencies and the subtle and not so subtle ways that that derails our art. So if you're listening to this on the day of this podcast comes out, just go to SavvyPainter.com and you'll see the registration right there on the homepage. And it's scattered throughout the rest of the site too. I think I did it so you can't miss it. I'm not sure. But if you have any questions, you can email me at podcast at SavvyPainter.com. Okay, so I hope you're going to join us. If not, you can get access to the recording. Those are available after the class ends for 24 hours. And of course, you should definitely join Growth Studio. This is what we do every single week inside of Growth Studio. Those classes that I was running this week, that is what we do every single week in Growth Studio. And we do critiques and we have so much fun and it's just getting better and better and better and better and better. Because this is, I'm so passionate about this. This is one of the things that I'm most passionate about, aside from my own art, is helping other artists grow into the confident and powerful voices that I know you have. This is how I think I can have the most impact in the world. And that is by helping as many artists as I can, because I truly, truly believe that our work matters in this world. We remind people of the beauty in the world. We remind them of what it means to be a human being on this planet, having this human experience. People forget that. They get so caught up in their day-to-day lives. They forget what it is to be a human being. It is our job to remind them of that. And I need all the help I can get. I need you to be out there helping me. We help people to feel, to connect, and to empathize. Like, this is our job. This is our mission. We do that through our art. Your work matters, not just to you, but it matters to all of us. And I know that's hard to grasp sometimes, but I'm telling you, it does. (laughs) And I really, I'm so passionate about this, and I know that I can help you. And I know that the work that we do inside of Growth Studio is so, so powerful because these are the things that we talk about and we explore. 
We explore how to create authentically without self-doubt or self-censorship, because those are the things that will cause you to sabotage your work. And we talk about like all the stuff that we talked about this week, knowing your own self-worth as an artist. So when you know that, you can paint more freely. You'll bring play back into the studio because you're not so consumed by all these other thoughts. You're confident talking about your work. When somebody comes up and asks you, like, what do you do for a living? Or, hey, is that your painting? You're like, yes, it is. And here, let me tell you about it. Not because you're arrogant, not because you think you're like the most amazing person in the world, but because you know your art matters and you know it's important. You'll be able to approach galleries or submit work to competition without freaking out about it. You know, you'll be doing it knowing what's at stake. And what's at stake isn't you being rejected. There is so much more at stake that is so much more important than that emotion that we're so afraid to feel of being rejected. So you'll be able to bounce back quickly and easily when you get a no from anyone because you'll know that that's just data. That's all it is. It's just information for you to use to continue to get your work out there and to continue to follow your dreams. So you'll be putting your work out and you'll be showing your work more and more often. You'll create on a regular schedule. I know this is something that so many of you want. You'll be able to create on a regular schedule, even if you don't feel like it on any given day, because you will know how to manage your thoughts and your emotions. So not feeling like it isn't going to be a problem for you anymore. You're going to feel comfortable telling people that your art is for sale and how much it costs. Yeah, you'll actually be able to talk about that without flinching or looking at the ground and kicking the dirt. You'll start to feel at ease selling paintings because you will get so good at recognizing and managing your thoughts and your emotions and deciding which ones you want to have and which ones you to keep and which ones you want to give it away. You'll get really good at curating thoughts. Like, do you think I'm a little bit passionate about this? I truly am. It is the best thing in the world. I really think that you will make a difference in the world with your art. And I am here to help you. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. That's what I've got for you this week. I just wanted to let you know, like we have this amazing thing and you should definitely come join our little party that we have every single week. So that's what I've got for you this week. I will talk to you next week. And seriously, if you are listening to this on the day of and you're not sure, come see it for yourself. Come live, experience it. If nothing else, you're going to have an amazing time. If nothing else, you're going to be, you're going to have some things that will really help you in your studio. So I want to extend that invitation to you. It's like we're having a party. I want everyone to come. Bring your friends. It's going to be amazing. So hopefully I will see you tonight. If not, tomorrow. And if not, have an amazing weekend and we will talk soon. Ciao. When you are aware of how powerful your mind is, you show up to your studio differently. You notice the abundant opportunities to level up your presence in the studio. And when you do that, You stop worrying about whether or not you have a voice because you know it was already there. Now your best work comes more easily. Join Growth Studio now. I show you your blind spots and help you create confidently. Just go to SavvyPainter.com forward slash join.